to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste, and the destination Ximending, 1908. In the middle of Taipei's Ximending shopping district is a red brick building that at first glance seems out of place amid the LED signs and neon lights. But this is the Red House, the district's beloved focal point, which still takes pride of place as one of the oldest and grandest buildings around. Since its construction 110 years ago, people have continued to find new uses for the Red House, and it remains one of Taipei's most popular historic sites today. This week, we're taking a look at the Red House and its great success in reinventing itself. In 1908, Taiwan had been under Japanese colonial rule for just over a dozen years. That year, the Red House went up following a Western-style design by the Japanese architect Kondo Judo. Aside from the red brick exterior that gave the building its name, the design is also notable for its highly geometric form. Kondo built a brick octagon and, next to that, a brick cross. This design, a bit like a cathedral really, stood out. But the building wasn't that out of place at a time when other grand brick buildings were going up in Taipei. The architect Kondo Judo worked for the colonial authorities in a local civil engineering department. And the building he designed was meant to house a public market. In some ways then, this was an ordinary municipal building. But the market was a special place, and the design helped make it that way. Inside the brick octagon, windows let light in from multiple sides. There was an upper floor with a nice restaurant, and a lower floor with some upmarket goods. Candies, shoes, stationery, and so forth. A growing number of Japanese colonists moved into the neighborhood, and the market became a place to serve their needs. Meanwhile, in the cross-shaped section of the building, there was another market selling groceries and more everyday items. Over time, the Ximanding area, where the Red House sat, became a center of entertainment. And it was show business so much in the air that would come to take up much of the building's later career. In 1945, with the end of World War II, five decades of Japanese rule over Taiwan came to an end. The Japanese residents who'd done much of the shopping at the market left Taiwan. The new Republic of China government, though, soon brought a new wave of people to Taiwan. A group of people hungry for the entertainment the neighborhood had already become known for. These people were exiles, people who left their homes in mainland China as Chinese communist forces advanced. A few years after taking control of Taiwan, the communist advance proved too great. The republic's government retreated to Taiwan, taking with it a wave of soldiers and loyalist migrants. Though cut off from their homes, these exiles found comfort in familiar forms of theater and storytelling. 
During the first few post-war decades, the Red House became a center of these morale-boosting shows, under the management of Chen Huiwen, who'd left glitzy Shanghai behind. On stage were dramatic arts high and low, as varied as Beijing opera and traditional comedy. Of course, at the time, the government was an authoritarian one with many red lines, just the kind of government that a theater could easily rub the wrong way. And on at least one occasion, the Red House did cross one of those lines. In 1949, as the government retreated to Taiwan, the theater was ordered closed after some songs deemed unacceptable had been performed there. Still, the theater scene in Taipei was relatively free compared with theater in the exile's hometowns. The Red House would reopen, and a number of well-regarded actors and directors got their chops on stage there. After some years as a playhouse, the Red House transformed yet again with the times. In 1963, a movie theater was opened inside. After this, the building became a place to see martial arts flicks, local period pieces, and movies from the West that had already finished their theatrical runs elsewhere. Tickets were cheap, and you could stay all day. It was a place for young people, especially, to gather together and revel in being modern and fashionable, something the building still offers the young people of today. There was plenty going on nearby too. Though the Red House was no longer a market itself, a big new shopping center selling the latest goods had also gone up in the area not long before. By the 1980s, though. The neighborhood's fortunes had greatly shifted as Taipei's center of gravity moved elsewhere. The area was falling apart and blighted, growing dingy and crowded. The Red House's reputation as a movie theater fell to that of an old place showing only old films. The surrounding area still has its rough edges today, but since urban development plans and the beginnings of a metro system in the 1990s, the Red House has rebounded. This recovery took some time, and there have been setbacks. The project to revive the building took off in 1994, when a group of artists began holding performances to raise awareness about its state. This work was eventually recognized, and the building was declared a historic site in 1997. There was still the unanswered question, though, about what to do with the site. Initial plans were to open a film museum inside, but these were eventually shelved, and it was decided that the space should be more than just a museum. It should instead be an active place for the arts once again, with exhibits as well as performances. A local cultural group, the Paper Windmill Cultural Foundation, invested heavily in renovating the site, fixing everything from leaks to electrical issues. The group was also put in charge of managing the building for the first few years after its reopening. The work was difficult, but it not only brought the Red House back into regular use; it also drew a vibrant cultural scene to the surrounding square. There's always something going on. And even an arson attack that damaged the square in 2016 did not stop the flow of people. Regular handicraft and flea markets spring up here, with vendors selling leatherwork, jewelry, and other wares from tents. 
The Red House has also become a cornerstone of Taipei's nightlife, with bars, cafes, and restaurants filling the square with outdoor seating in the evening. Taiwan's LGBT community has gravitated here especially, with gay bars and gay-friendly businesses all around the brick octagon. The square outside is so full of revelers during Taipei's annual Pride Festival that overseas visitors in town for the parade probably leave with a deeper impression of this building than they do of Taipei 101. 110 years after its construction, the Red House is one of the best Taiwanese examples of an old building brought back to life, even as the times and the cityscapes around it change. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time. The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International.